Welcome to the No Picks After Dark podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante. Today, we have a very, very special guest, two of them, on the No Picks After Dark podcast. I'm very excited for this episode because these two people are from different backgrounds, um, just, just totally different everything. And uh, I think their story is really good and relevant for today's society. You know, we always talk about, you know, we are the one, we are the people, you know, being together. And I think this story really symbolizes, you know, how people come from different places and can be best friends at the end of the day. So without further ado, um, the first guest that we'll be speaking is Miss Tawanda. Miss Tawanda's back. How you doing, Miss Tawanda? Hello, hello. How you doing today? I'm doing great. Great, great. And also Miss Monica's here also? Yeah. All right. So we have both of them here and they're gonna talk. So Without further ado, Ms. Tawana, go ahead. Tell, you, tell us all about your life and where you grew up and the background. Okay, so good morning to everyone in the No Pigs After Dark podcast. Thanks for uh, tuning in again. Um, again, I'm Ms. Tawanda, and just so you know, um, I am an African-American woman uh, in my 50s. Um, I grew up in... East Baltimore uh, in the inner city in the housing project um, where um, it was predominantly African-American people of a lower class. Um, I, all of my friends at that time, uh, of, of course, were African-American and I didn't have a chance to uh, be integrated uh, with any other races until I became a middle schooler where busing if you all are familiar with busing, um, we were bused to um, the Canton area in Baltimore where um, black kids were bused to a white neighborhood. So that was the first time I ever had um, daily associations with white people. Um, so to this day, you know, and of course, um, I learned their way of thinking, way of doing, and I think that was part of the process, you know, to take us out of uh, our neighborhood and uh, give us a different experience. Okay, so from that experience, uh, did you become friends with a lot of white people at that time, uh, middle school and high school, or was it pretty much you just went to school and went home and that? Uh, it was just that I went to school. Uh, definitely didn't become friends because, um, when we were bused to that neighborhood, um, we weren't welcomed. You know, we weren't welcomed into that neighborhood. So there were definitely times where we were chased to the bus, uh, to the bus stops, and even um, back home. So we really weren't, um, I didn't have a chance to actually have a friendship with anyone of um, a different race. So uh, when you went to high school, how about that? Did anything change or? Um, I was then going to a high school where there were different races, um, black and white. Um, actually, it was all mixed because I went to Southern High School. And um, I, although I was with different people daily, still didn't generate a friendship with them. Um, there were some that played on the basketball team with us or you know, some that I spoke to in class, but never a real true friendship. Okay, and then from there, so just give people a little background of where she's talking about in Baltimore from people from outside of the state of Maryland. Uh, Canyon is now a very affluent uh, area, uh, very yuppie-ish, uh, very 
um, millennialish. Might as well be the suburbs. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, the so, suburbs, suburbs of the in city, Baltimore City. <laughs> so it's one of those things where you it's just and it's still heavily predominantly white in a yes. uh, neighborhood, a very heavily Polish area. Um, also, originally, Canton used to be called Highland Town. Absolutely. And they made the word Canton to make money. So <laughs> that's how it works with gentrification. Um, so when you left high school, you went to college, you yes. went to... Uh, HBCU. Okay. So still, I'm around predominantly black people. You know, so I'm, I'm learning more about the African-American community um, and still not actually communicating on a daily basis with um, anyone of another race, except for my teachers, you know, but, you know, still just dealing with my own kind. And, like, growing up, looking back at that time period, how did you feel? I mean, do you remember, like, or was it kind of like, it is what it is, no biggie, you weren't losing out on anything, any experience at that time period? No, uh, I never felt like I was losing out. Uh, um, life was told to me about outside races through your family members. Um, and being a kid, you, you don't really understand that. And it's when they tell it to you, it's through their own experiences and their own eyes and perceptions. So, you know, it is what it is, you know. So I just took what I heard from my family members and, uh, you know, the people that I grew up around, and that was that. Not that everything was negative or anything, you know, it's just that people perceive things differently than the way they really are or the way you might perceive them later in life. Okay, so you go through college, you're at HBC, you're doing your thing, and, um, you know, you get out of college, you come in the work field. Oh, my God. What happens? It's a culture shock. Culture shock, honestly. Um, some of the things that I'd heard uh, become reality for me. Um, I am definitely a minority in the world. I am definitely a minority. Um, and... I was treated unfairly sometimes, most times. Um, but again, I took life for what it was. You know, so when you get lemons and you want to be happy, you make lemonade and drink up. You know, so life is what it is and you keep moving on. Okay. All right. I like hearing that. Uh, that was one of the first parts of the, this podcast. I wanted to, you know, give a different perspective. Two, two, one, get one perspective and then we're going to go over another perspective. So part two, welcome Monica. And how are you doing, Miss Monica? I'm doing well. How are you? Great, great, great. Um, so again, let's start with you. Yeah. Let's talk about your story. Where are you from? What's going on? Yeah, I'm originally from the suburbs of Chicago. Um, I'm in my 30s, and I, uh, I guess in my upbringing, I had... Uh, much like Tawanda, um, although in the reverse, um, next to no contact with black people or people of color um, generally. I think in my junior high school, there were two um, black kids and that was it. Um, and then I went, because I went to public school um, up through until high school. And then in high school, I went to a Catholic high school and the only people of color in my Catholic high school are actually Latinos. Um, and so, I, in general, you know, in the suburbs of Chicago, although Chicago is a very heavily, you know, black city, um, of course, just like here, I think um, once you get to the suburbs, it starts to get pretty white. And then 
Um, I went to to my undergrad, did my undergrad degree at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and while that is a large college and it is a lot more diverse, there's still, it's, you know, it's pretty white. Um, and I moved out here to Baltimore in 2006, uh, and, you know, I, I'm not going to say that it was culture shock to me, because honestly, I was like, okay, I actually fell in love with the city right away, um, even though I think in 2006 it didn't have all of the you know, amazing places that I tend to go now. Um, I really uh, enjoyed the city and, and I've made it my home. Um, but I think by virtue of moving here, uh, I have, you know, just in general, come to interact with the larger um, black community in Baltimore. Um, I will say that like at my first job, my first real job here, it was still um, pretty white. And then when I went back to uh, school, to law school uh, at the University of Maryland, Baltimore, um, it was definitely a lot more diverse population. Um, and that was where I probably started to um, make a lot more um, friends of color on a daily basis. And I'm gonna ask you what I asked Ms. Tawanda was, when you were growing up, uh, was there anything that you felt like oh, I wonder what these guys are doing or what the kind of like you stuck to yourself and you stuck with your own. You didn't really cross those lines. Well, unlike, unlike Tawanda, I didn't really have like a close by black population that I could just go like, hey, how's it going? Um, but like as a kid in the suburbs of Chicago in the 90s, like of course, Rap was like a thing. Um, really loved it, and and you know, white kids were like super down with the rap culture. So, you know, that was my sort of slice of black culture at the time was like '90s rap, which is a good time to be to black culture. You know, um, where you're like, all right, I'm loving my Wu Tang Clan, uh, and 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 that's it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Who couldn't love the Wu-Tang? Right? And, and so, you know, that was, it, it was just very um, different. And I guess I also, um, growing up, um, you know, I came from a, f um, I mean, I, I, my my family wasn't necessarily seeking out people of diverse backgrounds, if I'm, um, you know, putting it um, mildly or putting it nicely. Uh, so, you know, but I was sort of the black sheep of the family uh, because I sort of rejected those mm -hmm. ideas. Um, I was definitely uh, a very um, different. At an, so at an you were more age. free thinking. Uh, yes. <laughs> That's what you're saying. You weren't, yeah. you weren't putting yourself in a box. No. Yeah. And no. did you ever have a chance when you were at Wisconsin, correct? Mm hmm To take a, like a after American Studies course or anything like that, or something was that offered there, or do you even know? Was it was offered there. Um, I didn't. I took an American Studies course, which touched upon that and sort of uh, the, I guess, colonialism of the American experience, uh, which was uh, you know a good perspective. Um, and I did actually you know, read a decent amount of uh, black American literature when, because I was um, an English major and a Russian language and literature major. Um, so I think that also helped with my perspective. Um, and I, I just delved more into um, those things out of pure personal interest. Like I don't, you know, um, it just interested me to be exposed to different ideas and different cultures, um, you know, whether it was the, through, it, it, and for me, it was typically through music or literature or, or the arts. 
So. Okay, that, that's, so that's a beautiful thing. You went out and you learned your own, you learned the history because a lot of that stuff that you took on, they're not taught in school. Yeah. And the average Joe who is not going to go out and find that information. You're going to your public school. Yeah. And well, and I was going to say, you, you, you may end up ultimately editing this out. I was actually talking to my friend about this yesterday um, where um, in Maryland now they have, I think it's called the Maryland Lynching Project. And they had, uh, a, I, I don't know if it was a... a seminar, something at Goucher yesterday, but it's meant to, um, I think, shed light on all of the lynchings that occurred in Maryland. And if this sort of shows you more thinking outside of the box, I don't know if you remember back probably in 1999, 2000, there was um, a black man who was lynched in Texas. Um, and I was so like aghast at it. I ended up doing in college an entire research project on like lynchings in America and learning the history of lynchings and, you know, extrajudicial killings generally and just the, I, it sounds, <laughs> uh, uh, how our system and our culture was just killing black men um, for, because white men were threatened um, by... And still are. And still are. Yes, <laughs> and still are. Like, that it's embedded in our culture. Uh, and so that's why when people are like, this is in America, you know, we're not like this. I'm like, are you kidding me? You, we lynched people and then made postcards out of those and send them to people in the, sent them to people in the mail. Yeah. I was like, how is... You are completely missing an entire piece of history. You know, also, I, I'm on a rant now, but like... <laughs> but, but that's... But that's just it. Is like people people like to think that this country was founded on this premise that you know everybody was created equal and, and that it, it's I don't, so not I don't, true. I don't, I don't think black people believe that. They're right. <laughs> so to the contrary. I don't think black people think that at all. Uh, uh, we we uh, we know that. You know, we know that. Um, one thing that you just said, you brought up, and um, my first memory of a lynching when you brought up was. When I was younger, my parents made me look. They had, they had the cover of Emmett Till. Mm -hmm. And they made me look at it. And when I was younger, I was like just affected by it. Like, wow, this is a young boy yes. about my age yes. who got killed just for smiling or whistling. Or now to find which out, he, she, never, he, he didn't never do did. anything. He never let's, did. let's be straight up. Like, which he never did. And the, she later she recanted that yeah. story. And, and she should feel awful. And, yeah. and, and then it started the whole civil rights movement, which, was, which, was, which, is, which is what happened from that. And I remember going to the African-American History Museum in D.C. And I didn't know if I could handle it. And I found myself tears streaming down mm -hmm. my eyes. Yeah. Just because they had the casket there. Yes. And it was it's like, to me, moving. it brought back all those feelings. And just, I mean, just to touch upon that, uh, just on that, lynchies and whatnot, how just, I think people don't realize America was born of violence. Yeah. And, and that's... That's a whole, I, mean, I could go on a whole podcast on that. If you're a human being, though, I mean, I just remember hearing this story and people, people like to think that lynchings were like a relic of the past, but this was, you know. Their modern day yeah, lynchings today. It was, it was 2000 and I, just the visceral reaction that I had to that story was like, how can anybody do this to a fellow human being and learning that that is basically, you know, the history it's of our okay. country. Right. It's, 
it's something that sticks with you. And that's yeah. only 20 years ago. 20 yeah. years. We're, we're well, fresh. I mean, but, but, now, but now, because I'm getting all, you know, philosophical, but now it's actually the police that just do it. Yes. You know? It's we the know, same people, know, but just in uniform. Yeah, yes. They, they yes. sign up. <laughs> and they're which, the same people. They just have a uniform yep. on now. Yep. So and that's that's it. That's it. Hey, hey, I, I, I love the I love the talk. I love we're talking, letting letting feelings flow. I like, that's what the podcast is about. But that's what brought Monica and I. Together. So that's yeah. where. So that's why we are here today, folks. Yeah. We're getting two different perspectives of two different lives, and now, ladies, you guys go ahead. Uh, part three of this conversation. Tell us how we are here. What are we here for today? Tell us, because this is crazy to me when I think about you two and how you guys became what you are now. So let me me steal your thunder. Go ahead. Here's the thing. We are human beings first, okay? And this is um, simply a common friendship from two uncommon people if America had anything to do with that. But unfortunately, it's a free-thinking country, and we can do what we want to do. So we happened to be at uh, a summer event for the rap party for season one podcast of uh, No Picks After Dark podcast. And we were at at Aaron's uh, place. Uh, And we were sitting around um, just, you know, meeting one another. And Monica and I happened to be seated next to one another. And then everyone else started coming around the table, and a conversation uh, struck. <laughs> and I think Monica can <laughs> most eloquently tell you about that one. Yeah, I don't know. It was like the hot topic of what was going on um, was, I think, R. Kelly had recently been arrested again. Uh, and again um, for uh, sexually assaulting um, young women and keeping them as sex slaves. Uh, let's be real about what was going on. Absolutely. And um, one of the people at the table uh, gave what I will politely call some pushback and said, well, what about the parents? Isn't it the parents' fault? And I was like, oh no, we're not about to blame the parents. Right. (laughs) And and let's be clear, uh, the person actually looked more like me than Monica. So you would think that um, if, again, America had anything to do with it, I would have kind of thought the same way this person did. But to the contrary, again, I didn't. Yeah. Um, And I think I don't know. I forget exactly how the conversation went, and then and then it turned to, well, wasn't it their choice, like the women's choice? And I was like, okay, we're not having this conversation right now because I'm gonna get very very pissed off that we're blaming the the victims in this situation. Um, and then there was another individual at the table who um, I think we got into more of the legal finer points yes. um, and. Uh, you know, it was noted that I was an attorney, and she was like, oh, well, then what do you do? And I'm like, I'm a law clerk for a federal <laughs> district court judge. And Tawanda is like sitting there. She just dropped that mic. I was like, are you serious? Did she? It's, she it's more like she tried to minimize your position. You know, like, oh, so you're only, uh, and I was like, oh, no, this young lady didn't just do that. I was like, oh my God. So turns out Monica and I kind of felt the exact same way about this entire conversation, about the the people that were speaking. And that was like the common point for 
for our friendship. Mm-hmm. It just started there. And I was like, I remember leaving that place saying, wow, if this were the way that everybody would imagine, I would not have sided or felt anything as Monica did. I would have, you know, actually had the same feelings, beliefs, or and made the same stupid statement that was being made by the person who looked more like me. And I recall saying to Aaron, I dig that chick. <laughs> I dig her. I really do. And I think for me, it was nice to meet, not just nice, it was awesome to meet someone who um, spoke her mind and did it in a very straightforward way. Um, and well, for lack of a better word, she she didn't take any bullshit and she wasn't shoveling any bullshit. What are you talking about yeah. me? And, and, <laughs> the and nice so, girl? <laughs> I mean, that's but you can do that. You can be nice, but you can also be direct. And and I like to have people like that in my life because then you always know where you, know where where you, stand. you stand with Absolutely. them. Absolutely. Um, and Tawanda has this phrase that I have incorporated into my life that I very much enjoy <laughs> is, you know, you don't need to see the bull to know that it's ish, ish you know? Um, and so... We can say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I mean, I, I try to make this a family-friendly podcast as much as I, as I possibly can. Um, and so... I, you know, I 100% agree with that. And I think that um, we together as friends, um, you know, support each other in um, putting that forward because oftentimes we are dealing with people and things where it's BS and we have to remind ourselves and support each other and go, don't mess with this. It's a waste of your time. You're you're smart and, you know, you're strong and this is not for you, you know? So I'm going to put both of you guys on the spot real quick. And this is not a trick question at all. Um, I'm going to ask both of you, you guys heard each other's podcast uh-huh. in the first season. Yes. What were your preconceived notions of hearing each other? If you could think back that first time you heard each other's podcast, what were your thoughts? And then you met the actual person at the party. What were your thoughts? If you think back right now, if you could think back. Say, I don't know that I had any preconceived notions beyond I got to meet Miss <laughs> Tawanda because she sounds like the kind of person that I would enjoy talking to uh, because you sounded like somebody who was going to be very direct and upfront with uh, whoever you were romantically involved with and that you weren't going to... And gonna, then some. Yeah, and that you weren't going to take somebody treating you like crap. And I was like... I wholeheartedly uh, respect that, endorse that, and she sounds like a really strong woman that I would get along with very well. Which lands me in the single <laughs> lane all the time because, <laughs> because I'm very strong-minded. But let's get, be clear, I'm open-minded too. And when I first heard her uh, podcast, I also didn't have any preconceived notions. I, it was just... Um, I am open-minded to each and every part that I hear, and I can take something from every one of them. I learn something new. Um, I agree with some things that are said in some. Um, some of them I can't relate to at all, but I still listen. Um, so I didn't have any you know, idea of who she may be except for she was smart. 
she's she's brilliant. She she learns, you know, she she's gone over to learn some Russian. You can speak Russian fluently. I was like, what the heck? I can't even speak English, you know. <laughs> so no, I didn't have any other thoughts about that. But when I met her, I was like, oh my gosh, I love her. It's like my twin sister in a different shade. Got you, got you. So what are your thoughts about you guys? You guys are friends now. Yes. And from that experience. And what can you like tell what do you tell your other friends from that experience that you like, you know, I met somebody for at a party that's amazing, you know, things of that nature. Like what have you said or you know, your thoughts? Just be open minded. Uh you'll find that people you don't expect to help you or be a part of your life can offer a lot to your your, your life. Um, and then there are times where there are people you expect to be there and helpful that aren't. You know, you can't judge a book by its cover. Uh, just be open-minded and accept people for who they are. Um, but I also have another catchphrase is, learn from everyone around you. Learn what you need to know from everyone that's in your space. Uh, there's good in everyone. And even if it's not a good situation, you uh, start to learn people's patterns. So that's all I say to my friends is um, just be open-minded um, and let people be who they are because that's the main reason I love her is that she is who she is. Oftentimes I find people who come around me, they turn into the person they assume I want them to be so they can be connected. That's the biggest turnoff for me when it comes to friendship. Mm -hmm. Be who you are. Allow me to like you or not like you. Who am I? Yeah. I would echo that sentiment. I guess um, I would just say, you know, be yourself. Like there's some people that you're naturally going to connect with and there's some people that you aren't. And, you know, that's, that's that. That's the way life works and don't stress about it. Don't change yourself for anybody else uh, because that's only going to stress you out. <laughs> and it only lasts, and it for, only so lasts long. for so long. You know, you can only keep up that act for so long. Um, and I don't know. I think the reason we get along so well is we can't not be ourselves and <laughs> I wouldn't like her if she uh, yeah, wants it. <laughs> right? And so we're we're just very comfortable in our own skins, and, yes. you know, and and we're fine with that. And yes. I'm not expecting Tawanda to change to accommodate me, and she's not expecting me to change to accommodate her. Um, and that's that. And anybody and anybody that is asking us to do so, we firmly are like. No, <laughs> you don't. You, you don't want that. Yeah, no, not from the both you're, of you're us. You're not. You're not part of my life. If you're asking me to change to, you know, um, accommodate agree. you, either you accept me for who I am, um, or I'm not spending. I'm not wasting my time on you because um, it's just too much mental energy to to change for somebody to um, fit what somebody's ex else's expectations are of you. Now, this is a beautiful thing because this podcast will be out for Black History Month. And I, the reason why I wanted to bring this together was because you guys had two different backgrounds, came from two different side of the tracks. Um, one was forced to be integrated. Other one was had two Latinos that was at their school growing up. Was that right? No, two, two black kids in junior high, and that, and that was, was it. it. And that was it. <laughs> and that was it. And, you know, we always go off the slogan of, you know, not, not all of us, but people... 
people are saying, making America great. And in my mind, this is how I make America great. This is great. what makes, makes America, America great. great. Um, and, you know, integration, understand diversity, train of thought, how we, how we view things, how all of us can be together. And, you know, Monica and I met at a, at a, a parade and I didn't know her from <laughs> the Adam mayor's from, Christmas day yeah. parade. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't know her from Adam <laughs> from Eve, you know, and you know, it was just, we became cool friends, you know, and one of the best, her and her husband, the most amazing people I've met. And it's just one of those things where you just don't know who you, you just don't know until you say hello. Absolutely. And, and people are so frigid and afraid and scared of the unknown. Yes. I'm not telling you if you're an introvert, I'm not telling you to go talk to people. I'm not telling you to do all that, but I'm just saying, you know what? Take a leap of faith and say, hey, you know what? Let's have this conversation. Let's see if this person might have the same things that I like in life. Maybe they line up. And somehow the stars lined up with these two ladies because I would have never thought, to be honest with you, that you guys would have became friends from the wrap-up party from No Picks of Dark Podcast. I really wouldn't have. But again, who am I to be the judge, jury, or anything of that nature? You, you know why? Because friendship doesn't have a look. It, it doesn't have a look at all. It's it's all about the inside, the people, um, the willingness, the acceptance, and the word respect. That's all. That's all friendship is. Yeah, I mean, and it's give and take. And uh, you know, I think I don't want to speak for. Um, Tuana, but I think we're both looking for friendships where there is that give and take. Yes. When it's all somebody take, take, taking, then it's not a friendship. Move and over. we're, yeah, yeah, we have a, I think, uh, a similar friendship philosophy yes. um, that, uh, you know, respect and supporting each other uh, and encouraging each other through, you know, life and the ups and downs of life. And Absolutely. that's it. And I will tell you, it's, just, it's interesting because I moved into the Lauraville. Walterson Hamilton community. I, I say all three of them. Because, <laughs> and um, when I first got here, I, you know, you didn't know. I didn't know the neighbors and whatnot. And when they had a, events, you know, they were open arms. And it was a different race. It's different. At the, it's everything. And everybody was nice. Nobody said, you know, judging. And like you said, it doesn't have a color at all. And just having your story, it needs to be told more and more and more because I feel like it's me getting a little political. <laughs> I, I scale on People need to understand each other and learn from each other and be, and not be so quick to judge and understand some people have different plights and different journeys and understand that they might have these things because guess what? They felt slighted in the past. It, it could happen. But once you understand everybody's story, you have a better understanding of how people work uh -huh. and how people survive and how people react and things in nature. So it's, it's one of the things I want to tell this story because I think we needed it. And I think one of the things that, you know, MLK was always saying, you know, I want my black boy or black girl, you know, to hang out with each other, you know, white, you know, white kids. And, and that's what I, how I view it. That's how I view the world. It should be. Yeah, exactly. It shouldn't be them over there against us over here. It's not, it should be all of us together. Now, this may be a dream, <laughs> but again, I just really wanted these two ladies to come on the show to show that this can happen. And I'm, I'm happy that they could come on and share their experience. Um, do you guys have anything else to wrap up? Your thoughts of everything of, you know, going forward or just having people tell people an open mind, you know, anything like that nature? Yeah, I mean, that was actually just what I was about to say. I mean, keep your mind open to new people and new experiences because uh, you never know. You, someone 
wonderful. Could walk into your life if you're if you're keeping your mind open. <laughs> I agree with that. Um, just just stay open. Um, open your minds. Open your eyes. Uh, you may miss out on a great and valuable friendship, uh, relationship. Even you know, just be open. And to all those people who say oh, I'm too old, I got I already got my own friends. You know what? Then you're losing out on a lot of things out here. And we all, you know, I have friends who say that. I have enough friends. I'm good. You never know. You never know who could be knock, walking that door. Hey. That it could be, that could be. I take this new friendship over some of my <laughs> <laughs> longer friendships because, you know, people tend to take, take you for granted, you know, at some point, sometimes, you know. So th- this friendship here is, hey, I'll take this over some of my older friendships. All right. Well, folks, again, Ms. Monica, Ms. Tawanda, I appreciate you guys coming back on No Picks of Dark podcast. And I just really want to celebrate just being together, people, you know, different, different backgrounds. It's just a beautiful thing. But yeah. they have things in common. And now they go to lunch once a month or twice a month. Yes, we do. What, what a beautiful thing. We you know? do. And they have conversations. And I'm like, I feel left out sometimes. I don't even get the invitations. <laughs> we invite you, I don't get the, and then you just don't come. I don't get the invitations anymore. But sorry. But yeah. well, if, you, if you stop coming, you stop getting the invitations. My, That's how that works. My invite got canceled. <laughs> so, <laughs> so on that note, folks, I appreciate it. And have a good day. We out. Keep your eyes open.